Season 1 is over. We tackled Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, and Death himself. We have survived. A new year has come. Season 2 of Beauty and the Geast Podcast has begun. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beauty and the Geast Podcast, where we watch movies so you don't have to. Uh, I am one of your two fabulous co-hosts, Pat DeGeest, along with my man, the beauty. Uh, Happy me. I'm Scott the Beauty. Uh, Again, sarcastic nickname. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the eye of the beholder, man. And right now I am beholding all the beauty that is you. Beholding this video recording. Yes. And uh, today we, we continue... Our, uh, it's not quite like Groundhog Day where we're trapped in uh, Halloween over and over and over, but it's kind of like that. Because uh, every movie we watch today is Halloween or maybe the day before Halloween. But uh, we're on uh, 2007's Halloween, the Rob Zombie... Would they call this a reboot, remake? Uh, yeah, reimagining of the original premise of the movie, I guess. yeah, yeah. Reimagining is probably the best way to to describe it. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Reimagining. There are uh, many similarities and many uh, new creative, uh, I don't know, creative ventures in this one. So, creative liberties taken yes. by Rob Zombie. Yes, creative liberties. Uh, I uh, I watched this one on Pluto. Same so here. If you uh, if you want to save money and can enjoy the same Happy Days commercial over and over and over again. Watch this on Pluto. Did you get Happy Days a lot? I did not. No? Um, I think I got. I think I got the Happy Days channel. I think once or twice on there, but uh, I kind of I, I did a pretty good job of tuning out the commercials. So, <laughs> oh man, it was. Last week, it, it was weird, because they, I don't know what kind of algorithm they use. Last week, it was like Christina Aguilera's skincare product, whatever she was hawking. This week, it was some classic TV with the uh, Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley or something, and they just, they played that, they beat that into the ground, man. I, I distinctly remember the, the Happy Days commercial with Laverne and Shirley at least once. Oh, I think I got it every single break. Lucky you. <laughs> It, it could have played more than once. I, I at that point, I just did not pay attention, or I walked away for a minute to, uh, you know, use use the pisser or something like that. Because I also did watch this while I'm while I was working. So sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Way to way to maximize your time efficiency, man. You, can you know, watch it while working and uh, taking your pee breaks uh, strategically. If if I'm not going to get sponsored by Tubi or Pluto, I got to get paid by somebody to watch these movies, right? Yeah. No kidding. So. And, uh, but before, well, we'll dive right in in a second. Before we do, our viewers may hear it. I'm a bit sick. If I cut out briefly, I'm hitting the cough switch because I'm, uh, sneezing or hacking on myself. But uh, I've been pretty good thus far. Muting that microphone. Which I just did to actually open up a can of whoop ass on myself here, so yeah, man. So what you don't you don't hear it, but <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, it's just a as the as the kids these days call it some boomer juice. So just grab the monster, and it, it it is delicious, but it's not the best thing to be drinking. No, I mean, but it's better than like a I don't know. <laughs> What are those, a bubbly? Those are the drinks that everybody my age starts drinking now. <laughs> the, like, no sugar, slightly flavored carbonated water. I'd rather have a monster myself. I, I mean, I, I do drink that stuff as well, but, um, you know, because you know, I've done a pretty good job of giving up the soda, so. <laughs> and it's not a White Claw. Yes. So it's well, it's not quite. It's slightly early for White Claw, but uh, I digress. Workday's over. It's perfect time for yeah, White Claw. It's beer thirty somewhere. That's right. 
Well, let's dive in. It's uh, we start on Halloween Day, <laughs> as is often the case, a day on or day off of Halloween. Uh, we open on a white trash family. They uh, they enjoy cussing each other out, uh, drinking all day long. Probably not White Claw. White Claw <laughs> was not invented back then. Um, I don't even think Zimas were around at this at this point. Though. This is supposed to be, I guess, in the uh, pretty much the the like. I guess we'll we'll call it, we'll call it 1992. <laughs> yeah, let's call it 92. Because, again, it comes up that it's 15 years later and everything is pretty well modernized as far as this goes. So we'll call it ni- 1992 because the, ta- the movie was released in 2007. So that's why I'm rounding it down. Yeah, sounds good. I'll go with it. And uh, we, we start with uh, a young Mike Myers and his trashy family. His, his mom's a stripper. His... Uh, so he stepdad bitches everybody out. Real dad is dead. Uh, his sister is, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, known as the school slut. And uh, and then there's Mike Myers. He's just excited for Halloween. He's got his clown costume. He's got his loyal pet rat, <laughs> Elvis. Elvis, who he uh, off screen takes a surgical knife to. And flushes. You don't see. You don't see how detailed he get, but uh, he flushes him down the toilet. Um, eventually, yeah. just going downstairs, saying, "Mom, Elvis died. I had to flush him." Yep. So, Ju- yeah, Judith is the older sister. Michael is the the middle child, and there is uh, the young. Uh, there is the baby in the family as well, and uh, I don't know that they ever really gave um i guess uh stepdad any sort of name on here i say it was like ronnie ronnie white is on imdb ronnie white played by william forsyth i did not recognize him as william recognize it really as well as william forsyth there but i believe you he, he may have been my favorite character in this whole thing. <laughs> he he just mocks uh, mocks basically everyone nonstop. Cusses uh, Mike Myers' moms out constantly to like do more chores, you know, clean this place up. He's drunk, making a mess when she doesn't listen. Uh, Use quite quite a few slurs against Mike Myers. Uh, hits on Judith, the sister, or at least says she's got a sweet ass or something. So this is a classy family. It's got a perfect dumper. As perfect dumper. It. That's what he said. And uh, unfortunately for Mike, it doesn't end when he goes to school. School kids also pick on him in the bathroom. They they find a flyer, I guess, with his mom's uh, image promoting the local strip club. <laughs> They're saying they're going to. Uh, it'll give her quarters to like suck on her titties and stuff. <laughs> so this is a this this movie added quite a bit of grit, which I guess I should not be surprised at with Rob Zombie at the helm. I like grit. It it definitely uh, yeah. Th- there was definitely some as as we talked about at the beginning, some liberties taken from the original uh, movie as well. So yeah, yeah. So the, these kids are picking on Mike. He uh, he fights back. He's not going to take it. There's some like loud cussing in the bathroom. Uh, I think it's the principal walks in and busts him and says, uh, "You cut it out. You know I'm getting your parents in here." So they 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 call Mike's mom in there. Uh, we also introduce Doctor Loomis. Um, he's coming in to help out, I guess. In addition to fighting, Mike's also been uh, torturing animals. We saw a glimpse of that with the rat, but uh, they find a dead cat in his locker or backpack. <laughs> yeah, they found a dead cat in his backpack, and then they handed pictures um, of, of other mutilated animals that apparently he had taken or whatever. Uh, that they're basically saying, yes, he's a, he's a um, he's not mentally uh, there, all there. <sighs> yeah, and while uh, you know, mom is defending getting a bit defensive about her son uh mike kind of sneaks out 
follows follows one of the bullies into the forest, who I believe was Dave from Kickass. Dave Lazuski from Kickass. I don't know is the actor's name, but uh, follows him to the forest and beats the shit out of him with a tree branch. They, I don't think they explicitly say he's dead, but I could go either way on it. What do you think? You think the bully was beat to death or not beat to death? Uh, I think, yeah, he was definitely beat to death. Um, it, it I mean, the, the, the beating that took place and they stopped and of course he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, no, I'm sorry. And then he, then of course you see him start swinging again. So yeah, he keeps wailing in quite a few more times and then they just, uh, cut away. So yeah, he could, it's, he's probably beat to death. Then, um, uh, Mike goes home. Later that day, I guess uh, drunk <laughs> drunk stepdad hears about the animal torture and is, again, I don't know, mo- mocking Mike about it. Certainly not providing any parental support. <laughs> He's just like, Are you, is it true you killed all them, them worthless animals? Uh, throws a few more slurs in there. Um Mike has a pretty one-track mind. He just wants to go trick-or-treating that night. But uh, his stepdad, he's got, like, broken leg and arm and stuff. Uh, Mom has to go stripping. And his sister just wants to have sex upstairs with her boyfriend. Yeah, with Steve. With Steve. So, uh, yeah, they go upstairs. You do see a little boob action from from Sister Judith. Uh, Mike's not going to let anybody ruin his Halloween, though. He, uh, stepdad Ronnie is so drunk that Mike duct tapes him to the, uh, the lazy boy without him even noticing, then, uh, grabs a butcher knife and slits his throat. There we go. So I did not time this one, but we've got, we've got some fast kills, especially if you count the rat. Well, yeah, if you, if you count, if you count the rat, you're talking like 10 minutes in, which yeah. I mean, it only it only took five minutes for them to be, you know, for there to be loud screaming and yelling and babies crying and everything. So, oh yeah, yep. All the arguing causes the baby to start screaming. Yep. Um, next, uh, Steve has finished up his uh, boyfriend duties on Judith and decides he's going to go raid the fridge for some beer or something like that, and. Uh, as he's digging through the fridge, Michael decides to beat him to death with a metal pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's making himself a sandwich, so so Mike gets the jump on him, and uh, yeah, one to the head, he goes down, beats him to death on the floor. And here's here here's a here's a minor nitpick on this one. It looked like fresh cut deli meat, which I feel like that form that family is buying like uh, more like Carl Budig ham (laughs) based on their financial situation yeah if you're gonna splurge on anything you splurge on the deli meats yeah it looked good and they had like multiple packages like they for as bad off as they're doing i guess the mom's making enough money stripping to afford afford sandwich feast for from dinner every night yeah i mean you gotta have some sort of meal yeah gotta it's a little things in life that's all you get. That's all you get. Yes. And, and after he, uh, yeah, after beating Steve to death, uh, he goes, Michael decides he's going to go upstairs and sneaks in. Well, I guess he doesn't really sneak into Judith's room, but he just walks into Judith's room, crawls into bed with her, and uh, she thinks that it is uh, Steve that's back wanting, a round, wanting round two. When, uh, yeah, she gets, she realizes it's Michael, starts screaming at him to get out, and he stabs her in the gut. Yep. And she, uh, she attempts to escape. She, uh, like, slowly, while bleeding, crawls down the hallway. And as Mike kind of just follows, uh, slashing and stabbing a few more times till, till she's done. Yep. Cops oh, show up. Uh, it, and the, and at that point, yeah, mom comes home and Michael's sitting outside and she doesn't know why Michael's sitting outside. So she, you know, she's like, oh, it's freezing out here. What are you doing outside? She goes into the house and sees the mayhem that he has left. 
Yeah, cops show up. Uh, shit hits the fan. Mike's uh, off off to the home, off to the hospital. Yeah, Judith, they, the cops are there. Yeah, they said they've never seen anything like it. Judith was stabbed 17 times. Um, the only people that, yeah, the only people that Michael did not kill was his mom, Deborah, and the baby. And there's also an important, uh, I don't know, uh, wardrobe moment I forgot to mention. Uh, the boyfriend, the boyfriend actually tried tried to scare Judith with the uh, with the Mike Myers mask, which I guess is the Inside Out Shatner mask. So he he brought it in there, and Mike uh, Mike put it on briefly to stab his sister to death. And I did see too; it is not an actually it's not Inside Out Michael Myers uh, Shatner mask. It is just a Shatner mask that is painted white. Oh, is it okay? Yep. So it it and then with this with. That was the original one. With this one, obviously, they did actually look like they had weathered it some as well. So yeah, it does look quite beat up. So then we uh we cut to the hospital where uh, Loomis is now uh, like interviewing Mike or working with Mike quite frequently. Um, Mike Michael doesn't seem to know what he did, or at least won't admit it. He doesn't doesn't seem to remember it. Yeah, he's ten years old, and he's been found guilty of four counts of first degree murder. Yes, but he uh, doesn't seem to know or remember it happened. He'll he'll ask like his mom, like, "So how's how's everybody at home? Why are you Why are you the only one that comes to visit me?" Yeah, luckily, uh, luckily, Danny Trejo is the janitor. He's he uh, kind of I guess has a soft spot for Mike. Gives him some life advice about uh, comparing his time in prison to Michael's time here in the institution. Yep. Don't let the walls get you down. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a, a nice, certainly a better father figure than Ronnie. And, yeah, uh, I mean the the recliner Ronnie was killed in was a better father figure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Mike spends his time making lots of masks, uh, getting visits from Loomis and his mother. Uh, eventually, unfortunately, it does not work out because uh, th- the moment they leave the room and leave a nurse to watch over him, he stabs her in the neck with a fork. <laughs> yep. Kills the nurse. So at that point, yeah, they know that there's no... And after he kills that nurse, he decides he's not never going to... He's never going to speak again. He is physically, I guess, unable to speak anymore. Yeah, he does not speak again. And his mother, um, <laughs> overcome by, I don't know, the the depressive results of her family, uh, goes home and shoots herself. Yep. All you hear is a gunshot and a kid starts sc- screaming and crying. Then cut to 15 years later. Still at the hospital, still at the institution. Danny Trejo's is still the only friend that Michael has. He's a uh, very committed to his job cleaning up the institution. Mike is still there, still not speaking. Um, Dr. Loomis uh, just says, hey, you know what? I, I can't help you. It's time for me to move on, Mike. Yep, he's... He's written his book about Michael Myers. He's gonna. He's now gonna retire. Yeah, and, and so they're, they're gonna move Michael Myers to another to another institution. And we all know how that goes. <laughs> yep, he's never been successfully transported anywhere. Well, they can get him into the mental institution after one of his sprees. I guess. So I guess that counts as a uh, partial successful transportation, but. Uh, once he's there and they have to move him to another one, it just never works out. Apparently, he is a gigantic monster who can, uh, yeah, he can kick everybody's ass, even Bruce Lee's. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Well, because he's right here. He's got four cops, four cops escorting him in chains uh, out the facility. And uh, apparently, at will, he just breaks through the chains. <laughs> And starts beating them all to death. Yep, he even killed Lieutenant Callahan from uh, Police Academy. Yeah, she did not last long. Nope. <laughs> not last long at all. But yeah, beats four of them to death um, in various fun ways. You know, chokes them out, crushes some head, just good old-fashioned violence. 
uh, walking through the halls of this institution, uh, he encounters Danny Trejo. There, there is a maybe I don't know ten seconds where there's a a bit of some contemplation, or maybe he, he that's how much he gave him uh, of a head start. <laughs> that's how much he valued their friendship. But Danny's <laughs> like, hey man, I gotta put these cuffs on you, get you back to your room. Gotta get, uh, yep, gotta get you back to your room. Nope, that's not gonna happen, Michael. Didn't, didn't work well. That, at least Michael was kind enough to to stab him pretty quickly after trying to uh, waterboard him a little bit. Yeah, he, he yeah he shoves his head in the sink a few times, you know, uh, tosses him around the room, and then uh, I think crushes him with a TV. Is that how he ends his life? Uh, I thought he, I thought he stabbed him, but I don't remember. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> This, well, I, I think he grabbed uh, an old CRT screen television off the wall, holds it up above his head, and then it like goes to black. I, I would, I, I would, uh, I'll cover more of what I have with this at the end of it. Sure, the the overall wrap up of it. So, but yes, either way, he kills everyone uh, that come that he comes across on his way out of the hospital, and uh, yeah, gets. Leaves, just walks out because he's he's killed everyone that has stood in his way. Yeah, four cops, couple of orderlies, um, you know, everybody. Danny Trejo. <laughs> well, Danny Trejo is one of the orderlies, oh. I believe, at that point. Sure. They then he uh, he moves on to a uh, apparently it's a truck stop. Truck stop. Uh, there's a guy taking a dump, trucker man taking a dump, reading uh, reading Hustler or something in the bathroom, and uh, Biggins. Yeah, reading we'll, Biggins. We'll steal we'll steal the married with children ref, reference and just call it Biggins. Mike walks into the John and starts knocking on his stall, and like when you're reading Biggins, you don't want to be interrupted. So the guy is uh, upset, understandably. Says, "Hey, buddy, you know you got to get out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pay." And Mike just keeps on knocking. I got a double bean taco that's waiting to drop bombs in here, so you may want to wait somewhere else. Right. They say, oh, nobody nobody messes with Big Joe Grizzly. (laughs) And he opens up the door in a huff, because now he's done done pooping, done being disturbed about pooping, and opens up the door, and he's only nipple height to Michael Myers. Yep. Does have a knife on him, uh, but uh, doesn't do him any good. He pulls his knife. Mike just grabs him and starts like bashing him into the into the side of the stall. <laughs> Eventually kills him and uh, steals his clothes. I guess I don't know, just his boots. Steals his shoes. So uh, is his clothes would not fit, but luckily his shoes do because Mike was wearing like those uh, fuzzy slippers. Yeah, guy that comes up to your nipples is going to have the same size shoes as you. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, then we're off to off to Haddonfield for Halloween. Yep, they call well they 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 show Loomis giving a lecture somewhere and he gets a phone call uh talking about how somebody broke out of uh, you know of the uh somebody broke out of Smith's Grove. And they're like, oh, he's loose. He's like, who's loose? And they're like, Michael's loose. And Loomis drops everything to, to go to Haddonfield. He's like, I know I know where he's heading. We have to get there. So now Loomis is trying to get the sheriff on board to actually go on the manhunt for Michael Myers. Yep. And they, uh, this part, there are a lot of uh, very close, um, like almost very close scenes from the original to this one. Like they're, they cut to the Strode house. You know, Lori is, uh, Lori's grown up. She's going to babysit. What is it? Tommy Doyle. Yep. Tommy Doyle. Yep. She's like walking to school encounters Tommy, like dropping the envelope off in the old, old Myers house where, uh, Mike is inside there. So, um, I'm, I'm sure Rob, tried to give a, a few homage scenes to the original here. Well, and, and pretty much everything from here on out is 
very close to the the original yeah 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 it is very close to the original yep and like oh yeah almost all of it because Lori's talking with her friends they're they're pulling their babysitting old switcheroo so that uh, the friends can can hook up with their boyfriends and you know they're at school and michael myers is watching them throughout the day and the you know they'll get a glimpse through the window they'll see him watching home walking home so yeah it, a lot of it's very very close at this point uh eventually we uh, we cut to nighttime and uh one of the couples i don't remember their name because it's the it's the least memorable couple they, they actually sneak into the old myers house to bone which we know is not going to end well. No, I think it, I don't even remember which couple it was either. It, it was not so. No, because because it's Lori and Annie are the two that are yeah, babysitting. Yeah, it's not Annie. It's the so, uh, <laughs> Linda. Probably Linda. Yep they they go to the old Myers house. They sneak in there with some beers, so uh, no adults can see them boning. Uh, they have some uh, hot attic sex. Yeah, they're they're upset because yeah, Lori's dad is going to be selling the old Myers house because they're they're going to have to find a new party house because that's been apparently their abandoned house that they party at. Yep. And uh, yeah, the uh, girlfriend's like, "Hey, hey, hubby, or hey, boyfriend, go get me some more beers." They're down in the car, so he walks down, gets uh, gets more beers, come ba- comes back in. Uh, before he can go upstairs, Michael Myers shows up, grabs him, does the old, uh, like, lifts him off the ground by his neck up against the wall and just chokes him out. Then he uh, goes back into the humping room with a sheet over his head. Yeah, because the, the boyfriend was going to try to, yeah, to, to put on the sheet to scare, to scare Linda when, when he went back in. Yep. And again, Linda does not um, not recognize the uh, like suddenly, uh, you know, two hundred percent increase in bulk <laughs> or her boyfriend or silence. Just a huge man with a sheet, and she's like, "Give me a beer. It's about time." And he holds a beer out, and she takes it. Uh, get a nice boob shot again. Um, she takes the beer, like starts drinking, turns her back to Michael. He grabs her, chokes her out too. Then I believe he heads over to the uh, the Strode house. The uh, uh, Lori has just left to like go babysitting. It's just Mister and Mrs. Strode, generic n- named Mister and Mrs. Strode. They're on the front porch. Um, they're about to go inside. Mike grabs the husband, kills him. Goes inside. Mama Strode is. Mama Strode uh, gets a good glimpse of her, but, uh, you know, grabs grabs the fire poker. You know, she's an old lady. does not have it in her to fight back. She gets killed, too. Mason and Cynthia. Mason and Cynthia Strode. Yep. Dead. Pretty quickly. By the hands of Michael Myers. Yep. So, th- yeah, at this point, Dr. Loomis has uh, gotten to Haddonfield, is at the sheriff's office, talking with the sheriff about how they need to... Uh, Warn the Strode family, and uh, yeah, they're trying to get trying to get him to to. I guess call you know he tries calling the Strode house, and nobody picks up. So they decide to drive over there because they have a feeling that that's where Michael has gone. Which this is the guy, the the sheriff is the guy who played Grima Wormtongue. In the Lord of the Rings movies. Hell yeah. And he's getting old. He is getting old. He was looking old in this one. I barely recognize him. Kind of recognize, yeah, I recognize more like the shape of his face than anything else. But uh, yeah, they get over there. Of course, um, Lori and Annie are, are making their plans because now Annie wants to drop off. Uh, Annie is babysitting for Lindsay. Uh, was it Lindsay Wallace? I think it was the Wallace, because Mrs. Wallace is a lush, and Mr. Wallace will keep her all out all night. So they're not yep. worried about them coming back early. Yeah, it's Lindsay Wallace 
and Tommy Doyle are being so. And apparently, they're making it a big thing, like uh, Lindsay Wallace and Tommy Doyle have a little thing, little grade school thing going on, too. <laughs> and so that's why they think it's a good idea that uh, Annie drops them off, because she wants to go hook up with Paul. And um, trying to convince Lori that, that she needs to watch them both. So Lori finally agrees to it, and that she needs to also get a boyfriend. And I forget the name of the guy that Annie said that she had talked to about uh, getting it on with Lori. I think it was Ben. That works. I think it was Ben. I'm 80% sure anyway. And also, I have to say, I was uh, half out for a little bit in a uh, uh, germ-caused coma at this point, so my notes are a little sketchy until (laughs) until the climax. Well, I, I will say that your notes are better than mine because I didn't take any again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, I guess I should just be able to remember from the original movie because at this part it was it was very close, right? Like I think it is. Um, Lori, Lori gets uh, Tommy and uh, whatever the other little girl's name is, Lindsay, and Lindsay, and then Annie and her boyfriend. Also, go do some hooking up. Yep, they are working on their their hookups, and uh, he's uh, he they're 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 getting pretty into it. And uh, Michael comes up and just kill grabs the guy off the top of Annie, and uh, breaks his neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're and, on like the living room couch. Yep. <laughs> Is and, and again, you see some boobs. Um, uh, yeah, breaks his neck, and then I think he just starts stabbing her, right? Yeah, he, he stabs her a couple times, and then I, I thought they were upstairs because I thought he threw her down the stairs or something like that. Because she ended up at the bottom of the stairs, but she's not dead. Maybe you're right. Like I said, I was uh, half dazed by this point. I fell. I was half awake for about twenty minutes. And and. Uh... So Lori, Lori has gone to check on them or whatever, and uh, see Michael Myers there. She finds Annie uh, on the ground. She's trying to, I guess, get first aid for Annie. Calls nine one one and tells the kids to get out of the house to, to you know, to, to run away like happened in the original movie. Uh, yep. They and bump into Loomis again. I believe, yeah, I believe as they are, um, as she's on the phone calling 911, I believe Michael Myers comes back and, well, Michael Myers comes back and he's trying to kill Lori and she's on the phone with 911. Um, I don't remember whether he finished off Annie or not. No, because I remember the scene where uh, uh, Annie's dad comes in. The sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff comes in, and she's still alive at that point. She's uh, bloody, but breathing and and kind of communicating a bit. Okay. So anyway, yeah, the whole scene at the at the Wallace house where Michael stabs Annie, uh, Lori, and the two kids get there. They run back to the to the Doyle house. Michael follows them to the Doyle house. Um, the kids get out of there. Again, this is pretty much the exact same. Um, there ends up being a whole big. Um, you're out. You're out about a thirty minute chase, hide and seek scene between Laurie and Michael. <laughs> yeah, the whole middle sequence is is really quite similar. And uh, eventually, um, he he gets her somehow. I. <laughs> He gets her somehow without killing her and, like, drags uh, Lori to the, uh, I think it's the basement of the old Myers house. Where where the, uh, like, the tombstone of his mom is. Yeah, he has, he has picked up, he has taken the tombstone of his, of his mom. Yeah, and brought it, I guess, yeah, to their old house. Uh, I believe, yeah, she's just in, like, this weird gutter kind of thing and michael is like gonna kill her and he's like showing her a picture of uh of 
you know, them as kids, like he's holding her when she's a baby. And she's like, I don't understand. I don't know what you want, but I'll try to help you. Oh, yeah, but she sees she sees the butcher knife like hidden in the dirt in the basement. So she's kind of doing the old trickarooski. She's like, I'm going to try to help you, but like slowly crawling over there and then grabs the butcher knife out of the out of the dirt and like stabs him in the uh, neck slash shoulder area. Yeah, because she doesn't know that right. that's her brother that is trying to chase her and kill yep. her. And then uh and it's on again, chase round two. Although there is no real, I guess there is no evidence at uh, until she stabs him that he really wants to kill her. That is true. Yeah, at that point, I he just brought brought her to the basement. <laughs> It, well, and when you think about it, though, too, because, you know, when she was a baby, like, he could have killed her at that point. That's true. You, you know, I mean, it almost seems like she was the only family member that he liked, but now he doesn't because she stabbed him. Yeah. Or, yeah, he could have easily killed her the whole, instead of dragging her to the basement, he could have just snapped her neck like he did multiple other people. But, Yeah. Up until that point, he was searching for something. Who knows what? But um, yep. that's over now. Yep. That's over now. She stabs him with a butcher knife, um, uh, escapes. Like, there's a, again, has to crawl through this old house, busts through some walls, um, falls into, eventually gets outside and falls into, like, an empty pool. Which yep. uh, this is where Michael, yeah, Michael shows up at the begin at the uh, other end of the pool, so she can't. She's in the deep end, so she can't climb out. The only way to get out of there is to get past him, and he's starting to head down there. And Loomis shows up at this point, and he again has at least some sort of reaction to a familiarity of Loomis, and Loomis puts uh, six. Put, puts like six rounds into him. Yeah, that Loomis point, lights him up. Yeah, so that point he drops to the ground. Lori gets past him, gets up to Loomis. They're about to leave uh, to get out of there when uh, Michael comes back and yeah, they, well they go to the they go to like Loomis's car and they're just like I don't know catching their breath for a moment or something and yeah Michael just. Smashes through the window, grabs Lori, and drags her out. Um, I forget how Loomis gets her away. Maybe just by shouting at Michael. I think Loomis gets out and you know, Michael, you know, I I'm the one who failed you. So he lets Lori go, grabs Loomis instead, and uh, like grabs his head and like does the old eye gouging thing. He's bleeding out of his head in quite a few places. They don't quite say what happens to him but it doesn't look good did not look comfortable at all no lori would takes not, <laughs> would not recommend <laughs> yeah he's he's hurting if he survived he's hurting lori takes that time to uh escape back into the old myers house which uh i would maybe just run down the street next time like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> hiding in hiding in Michael Myers' childhood home, which I guess you don't know it's it's his, but uh, never ends well. It just turns into a uh, another another chase scene. Um, let's see. Uh, Michael does drag Loomis's body or unconscious body inside, uh, uh, throws it on the floor. Lori does manage to grab the gun, and she's like hiding in the walls and in the attic and stuff. Um, Mike eventually hears her and starts. Yeah, she's up in the attic, I think, and he's, like, smashing from below with a two-by-four as she, like, crawls away. Uh, eventually, she crawls into an adjacent room and, like, falls through the uh, the ceiling or the floor, depending on whose perspective you're at. Um, she's yep. pretty bloody. She, up. Yeah, she, she falls from the third floor to the second floor. We'll just say that much. <laughs> yes, which is important for this very next scene, because... Uh, she like gets up, is staggering around. Uh, you know, Michael comes, turns the corner, and sees her. Charges her like a like a wild bull, 
smashes through the window. They both fall out to the ground below. Yes, per- perfect technique on a on a wrestling spear there through the off of the balcony uh, to the ground. But uh, he apparently turned his body too much because uh, she pretty much landed on top of him. So yeah, she had better technique. Yeah, she was able to rotate enough to the where she where she would have gotten the least amount of damage from that fall. And it, it works. It, and uh, she's there. Slowly, you know, starts to starts to come to get her, get her bearings, whatever. Um, sees the revolver on the ground, picks it up. Uh, she's actually on top of Michael Myers, sitting on his chest. And uh, pulls the trigger, click. Pulls the trigger again, click. And she's starting to to worry that, you know, she's not going to be able to finish the job that she is trying to do to stay alive. But as either the third or fourth round goes off and uh, all she does is start screaming again. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty, yeah, that's the end of Michael yeah. Myers in this one. Yep, she gets covered in brains and screams her sanity away roll credits and uh your thoughts original was better um like it wasn't bad other than you know i mean there really wasn't anything that uh original about this like the first 45 minutes or so was all like new footage and then it basically went for the next hour and a half into scene for scene pretty much the the john carpenter version um so i I just thought it was uh there's a simplistic formula for slasher movies and this took it a couple steps too far in in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, actually my my favorite part of this movie, which I actually really really liked was young Michael Myers that original 45 minutes. Yeah, and then once we got to this stuff that was kind of just uh, the the same from the original, it's like, well, this is I mean, I'm not going to be caught by surprise. I'm not I don't know. I would have and I get uh, Rob Zombie's dilemma when you're doing this. Any hardcore fan I think you gotta try to please them, but I would have rather he took it in a completely original direction. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the the first again. I I agree the the first forty five minutes where it was, um, you know, the kind of more of the backstory of Michael Myers and how he became, you know, what happened with young Michael Myers and everything. But again, the whole part of you know white trash family mom's a stripper you know that kind of stuff was just like that that didn't i guess you know because like that didn't really stick towards what the original was which i think made the you know because i mean like coming from a i guess guess what you know a, a, a shitty situation like he did is a lot more understandable that he turned out the way he did versus yeah. the the happy family now just suddenly is just you know he just murders everyone <laughs> right so you know I mean, like like that's where it's kind of the original one was a little bit more um i i guess shocking that way and, and i just thought that you know like this is the reason why Tarantino doesn't make horror movies. <laughs> it it just seemed like they tried to to dress it up a little bit too much for my liking. Sure. Yeah. And and all the fucking screaming. My God, I I was I don't even I wasn't even watching it like very loud on a little tiny you know a little Bluetooth speaker. And I was having problems dealing with the with the screaming 
so like again that that was one of my complaints about seeing this when i saw part of it the first time was just all of the screaming and the un, you know just the unintelligible shrieking and screeching <laughs> that i can absolutely deal without yeah there was a lot of screaming there was a, a, like shrill shrill yes. high pitched screaming yes but yeah like i said it was just i like uh, i like in horror movies being surprised and shocked so i think i think it was such a close you know almost scene for scene um remake that there was nothing to be surprising after the first first 45 minutes which i liked i liked the first 45 minutes because that was surprising and shocking i like even uh you know like just beating that bully kid to death and you know a much more uh, gruesome way he killed his family i liked all that quite a bit i wish uh it should have just been all young michael myers or something I, I would have been perfectly, yeah, just build up more of that. And and, and then, yeah, the, the last bit is what would have been like the beginning of the original Halloween movie. <clears throat> well, which uh, makes me wonder where they'll go next, because let's pull it up. Spoiler alert, we'll find out. Well, yeah, maybe 2009's Halloween 2, which is again, uh, Directed by Rob Zombie, I have it. I have it on the Rotten Tomatoes machine here. Uh, so Loomis did live. Okay. Uh, so looks like Annie is back. Um, Lori hey, like is that. back. Sheriff Brackett, Annie's dad, is back. Um, there's also appears to be a uh, Howard Hessman sighting. And a Weird Al Yankovic sighting in this movie. Weird Al? No way. Yep. Looks like he plays himself in this movie. So there's gotta be there's gotta be some sort of flashback here because they brought Sherry Moon Zombie back as Deborah Myers, and they have another actor again who's playing young Michael Myers. So there's gotta be some sort of flashback here. Sure. Again. And I see uh the last one. Got a 6.0 out of 10 on IMDb. This one got a 4.8. So the, the the people like this one less, apparently. So, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes critics score is 23% for Halloween 2. 23% critics score, 44% audience score. I believe the first one was a little bit higher than that. Uh, 28, yeah, 28 and 59 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, and they, he's going back to some of these uh, uh, nameless, well, <laughs> virtually unknown name, but very recognizable face actors. Richard Brake is one of those guys. Oh, Richard, I don't even know, Riley, R-I-E-H-L-E. I recognize those two from quite a few things. So I like that. I like that he's using a lot of these types of actors and actresses. I think that's cool. Hopefully, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he takes this in a new direction. That's all I really want is to be shocked and surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I will definitely enjoy. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that there's less screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. All right. Good luck. We'll find out. But it does appear that it is actually um, about. Well, I guess I'll have to see. I don't know if this one's on Pluto or not, but uh, the the runtime on this first Halloween movie, I think, went pretty long too. I hour, I guess, hour and fifty minutes with the commercial breaks and everything. It, it ended up being like almost two and a half hours. So, yeah, this, this one says an hour forty five, so it's not that much different. Okay. Well, we'll find out. Is this one on Pluto TV as well? Did you look, check that? I have not. Oh, Dayton Callie. Okay, I know that guy. That guy, he's from Sons of Anarchy. And Richard Brake. Octavia Spencer. Daniel Harris is back again. Yeah, folks can... Uh, folks can watch alongside us. Comment if you think we 
nailed it or had stupid reviews. Yeah, give us feedback. And we'll be back with uh, Halloween 2 next week. Yep. So, I don't know. I guess uh, what you get, I mean, do anything over the weekend or just been sick all weekend? Uh, been sick, which is bad because uh, <laughs> my mom came to town. Um, I, I hosted a comedy show Saturday night in Duluth in it. Like it was it was starting to hit me then. And my mom came to town and she came and watched that. And we were then supposed to go to breakfast Sunday. And by Sunday, I just felt awful. So I canceled. Today, I feel awful. So, I don't know. I've been laying around sick. How about you? <laughs> uh, I went to a volleyball tournament for my niece yesterday. Interesting. So, well, I mean, it was it was down here, and I don't get to see them very often. So I figured it was it was close enough that I figured I I better make it over there. So sure, yeah, if you're around, makes about sense. A about a fifteen minute drive, nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing too nothing too bad. So, but uh, no, besides that, no, I'm just getting ready to make my Chicago trip here in a couple of weeks, and uh, that'll be about the most excitement I've got going on for the year. <laughs> ah, sorry, I had to hack up along there. It's all right. You don't think it's COVID, do you? Or I don't think so. I haven't attested, but I had uh, I had COVID about a year ago, and it was it was quite a bit different than this. Different, sure. Well, that's good. We'll find out. I guess I have some free tests. I uh, I should probably find out for sure. But I just lay around anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, we'll make this a little bit shorter episode since you're feeling kind of crappy and uh, we, <laughs> yeah, we get... didn't, nobody, nobody provided us with any sort of uh, question to, to fill out for any sort of list. So I guess, uh, yeah, we will call it at this point. So we will be back next week with 2009's Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's part two of Halloween. So this is Scott the Beauty signing off for the Beauty and DeGeese podcast where we watch movies so you don't have to. Bye, folks.